Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30 minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as periodic standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 196, Security News. New York is suing Dunkin' Donuts for, now it's actually Dunkin', for not revealing breaches in a timely manner, actually going back all the way to 2015. New York basically says they jeopardize their customers by not disclosing this stuff. I say good for New York. It's one thing to be breached, but it's much worse to try to pretend it didn't happen. So I'm glad this type of behavior is being punished. NPR wrote an extraordinary piece on how the U.S. penetrated ISIS's communications infrastructure and basically tore it down from the inside. It includes significant details on the operation, which made me cringe as I read about them because they were so descriptive. Got a little bit of experience with military intelligence and OPSEC and that sort of stuff, and it's very strange that they went into so much detail, which will allow you know, a smart attacker in the future to study those things and not make those same mistakes. But it looks like what we lost in operational surprise, we likely gained in deterrence because it, it pretty much showed that we own them pretty bad. And uh, I think a lot of people will be hesitant to get into that game knowing what our capabilities are. Uyghurs are playing cat and mouse with the Chinese government on the TikTok platform with Uyghurs using the videos that they put out there to show solidarity while the latter, the Chinese government, looks for and deletes the content. So a bunch of Uyghurs were, they had a background of um, some Uyghur uh, relatives, like in the background, like an image or a picture or a poster. And then they would just sit in front of it and a lot of them were crying and you could sort of just see them with the backdrop of these family members, which maybe they're missing, maybe they've been killed or whatever, but it was definitely a powerful statement. It was sort of resonating and going viral and the Chinese government has gone in and started deleting that content and actually attack, you know, deleting the users who put it out. So it's kind of a uh, propaganda cat and mouse game going on on TikTok. And TikTok is also, because it's Chinese-based, they're actually going off, um, going after uh, LGBT content in a number of countries as well. So they're definitely flexing their propaganda control arm based on the fact that they own the platform. So I'm wondering why someone just doesn't build an alternative. I guess lots of people have, but TikTok is very popular. A cyber insurance product company called Cowbell just raised $3.3 million in funding. Its main offering is a continuous assessment tool designed to help insurance brokers determine premiums. This one is looking from the outside, kind of like the other players in the space, you know, security scorecard and people like that. But it's combining it with a bunch of breach data analysis and trying to build their own risk score. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of people doing this, obviously, because a lot of people already are, but also insisting that they drop a box on the network to uh, actually see what's going on. And of course, that's, that's hard by itself, right? To be able to put it in the right place and make sure you're getting the right logs. But I, I could see this definitely being a, uh, 
another way to get signal for these cyber insurance companies. In fact, in another tab, I have um, how do cyber insurance how, how do cyber insurers view the world, which is a talk from Black Hat and uh, about cyber insurance. So I, I'm fascinated by this stuff. Me and Jeremiah have been talking about this stuff for years, and uh, I find the whole space really interesting. I I'm especially interested in what cyber insurance companies are going to do to gather real signal to be used in actuarial data um, about the state of a, a company so they can determine premiums. The NRA was used by Russia to gain access to American politicians. That's not really in dispute, um, but it looks like there's some pretty strong evidence that they knew this was happening all along, at least the people at the top did, which is really pretty gross. Cisco's Talos Group says Iranian hackers are targeting U.S. military personnel and veterans with malware by setting up fake job sites for military and veterans. And when you go and sign up or whatever, you download malware. The DOJ has released new rules that restrict when police can use genealogy databases to find crime suspects. They essentially limit the use to the most violent of crimes and for identifying human remains. And it also prohibits police from like fishing with the stuff by putting up a fake profile and then just following all the connections that the platform actually builds for them. So that the rules stop that from happening. Pretty interesting use of power to shut that down. I think it's a good idea though. It's definitely quite easy to interfere with the radio-based systems that help planes land safely on runways, which is called the ILS system. Basically, there's a number of um, radios that tell you you are to the left or you're to the right of the runway or you're too high or you're too low or whatever. And you could basically spoof the system and make the plane think it's somewhere else relative to the runway, which is obviously bad. Amazon Ring was working on a feature that would activate all ring cameras in the area after someone called 911 but the project has evidently been killed i don't think this is the last we'll hear of this type of feature as, as i talked about in my book i think um what people wish they had in like a utopian dystopian sort of way is basically what we're going to get for tech so obviously when something bad happens people wish they could just see their environment and know that they are safe Right? And the way to do that is with cameras. So obviously, companies that provide that functionality, they're going to win in the market. They're going to have people buying those products. You know, As scary or as gross as we think it is, that's going to happen. Right? We just know that because people want safety. Like someone goes missing. Oh, there was a hit and run. Oh, someone broke into a neighbor's house down the street or whatever. Yeah, absolutely turn on the cameras. Right? What do I have to hide? I mean, that is the mentality. We, we could see that through the market purchases you know, what people are actually buying. The fact that people are buying Ring in the first place, uh, surveys and polls, like people want these technologies even though they compromise privacy. So we, we just need to be ready for that. Google released a database of 3,000 deepfake videos to be used as training data for deepfake detection systems. This is really cool on Google's part. Advisories, vBulletin has a really nasty uh, remote code execution, you basically get full control of the system. Um, who's running vBulletin? That's my question. I guess a lot of people. A whole lot of people still running forum software, running old stuff, vBulletin, pretty sure it's PHP. 
everything back then was PHP. But yeah, these are this this is a particularly nasty one. You basically don't upgrade, you you get owned. Cisco ASA has a really bad bug and a bunch of bugs in Cisco routers and switches. And uh, breaches. DoorDash had a compromise of 4.9 million customers, evidently through a third party, which they did not disclose, but um, also includes 100,000 driver's licenses of their drivers. Technology news, Amazon launched a ton of products at a recent hardware event. There were new Echoes, Echo Buds, which are wireless earbuds, Echo Glow, which is like this Alexa E. It's almost like a, a hue light, but it's like a half of a sphere, but really kind of cool looking. Echo Flex, a small Echo you could put right into an electrical socket. So that's pretty cool. Echo Frames are glasses with Alexa on them and like this down-facing speaker so you could actually listen to music without annoying too many people. And Loop, which is the weirdest one of them all, which is um, basically this really thick ring. And you like talk to your finger and Alexa responds. I don't know why people think that's going to be cool when it's much better to have, you know, um, earbuds. And I think is a better way to do that is to have something in your ear already. So it's more private and you can just speak normally instead of talking to your finger. Uh, to me, it looks like they're continuing with their strategy of, you know, uh, quantity over quality in general. Uh, they're throwing lots of stuff at the wall to see what survives, but I, I think it's not dumb. I think it's smart. I mean, I, I bought a, some uh, an Amazon camera. No, not a camera. A uh, a clock a while back because I love clocks and time in general. But um, it was supposed to be synced with the Echo device. I've since removed all my Echo devices, by the way. But but um, it used it was supposed to be synced with the Echo device and was supposed to be working everything. But it broke within like a couple of days, and then like googling around, everyone's broke and they just kind of apologized for it and moved on. Like I haven't seen any updates, so they're kind of just throwing stuff out there. Um, and most products won't succeed, but the ones that do will be in so many houses, right? And Alexa will be at the center of that. So I think it's ultimately smart. Elon Musk unveiled the rocket he intends to go to Mars in. It's a stainless steel, he called it like an IBM missile, like with seating or something. He made some kind of joke, as per usual. Um, it's called the Starship, and it's like three times the length of the Millennium Falcon, in case you were wondering. MIT engineers have accidentally created new coating from carbon nanotubes that is 10 times blacker than Vanta Black. That's what we needed. Oh, they did it on accident, though. They were just doing some other stuff with carbon nanotubes. But um, I need some of this stuff. I wonder how hard it is to get. Uh, Alexa is soon going to have a new feature where it can speak in Sam Jackson's voice. And there's an option to have it you know, fully cuss and swear the same way that um, he did in Pulp Fiction which I think is pretty cool. Scooters are coming back to San Francisco. Multiple companies got contracts, so there's going to be a few, many thousands of scooters. And uh, people, people are worried again about Scooter Geddon. Scooter Geddon, I think that's what it's called. Basically, you walk around, they're just kind of like lying all over in piles and you know you got to step over them. It's kind of, kind of nasty. Twitch has the gamers, but they really wish they had the broad appeal of YouTube. This is a cool piece about the difference between Twitch and YouTube. And now YouTube is like really the monster. Twitch has the gamers, but a lot of people are actually getting mad at um, all the all the ads on Twitch and how it's um, it's getting kind of gross. You you watch a bunch of ads, then you get to the streamer finally, and they're talking about their ads. And uh, plus, it's just 
it's still pretty limited to, you know, certain types of content creators where YouTube is just everything. In fact, I haven't even been watching television really at all lately. I, I pretty much just watch YouTube. I uh, mostly reaction videos lately for metal drumming. Um, so we got this guy who's a jazz drummer and he, um, watches metal videos and talks about the drumming, um, with like an extreme education and analysis. It's great stuff. Plus you get to hear metal bands you've never heard before and watch the video of them doing the drumming. Anyway, that's my latest thing. Uh, the Twitter mobile client now lets you swipe left and right between your top five lists, which is really cool. Uh, you basically want to set up your list now, reconfigure your list if you don't already have them or if they're not set up well. And uh, I did a little piece on it basically talking about it would be cool to set up different modes of like moods. So like you could have your raw feed, you could have like your positive feed, you could have like your explore and, you know, um, interest and science and stuff like that feed. Then you could have like your serious feed or your politics feed um, and, and just have it in different modes of like the, the state that you want your mind to be in. So I, I thought that was a cool idea. And human news. Scientists have captured stunning images of a black hole destroying a star. This thing looks so crazy. So crazy. They said it happens once in every 10,000 years. That's obviously an estimate, but sounded pretty cool. New studies backed up similar results in showing that a significant part of the declining marriage rate is due to women not having enough financially successful men to choose from. So basically, women are making more, they're going to college more, they're getting degrees more, they're just more successful, and they're, not, they're choosing not to marry people who don't make you know, as much as them, and they're finding a lot of insecurity with um, potential mates who are intimidated by them because they have you know, degrees in education and, and good jobs. And as a result, the marriage rate is falling. A new study showed that people who walked more during the previous month also got more quality sleep. I've really known this for ages, and it's why I consider two consecutive days without a 30-minute walk to be a sign of self-neglect. I really try not to do that. I try to get at least 20 to 40 minutes a day. Um, it also helps me get through reading because I'm reading a lot and um the combination of, of that, of like brisk walking, walking on inclines. I'm in San Francisco, lots of hills. And uh, so that, that you know, decent, moderate exercise combined with reading is just like a total rush for me and a total high. And it helps me sleep, you know, really well. And when I don't do it for a couple of days, combined with not working out, getting some other type of exercise, like I just can't sleep. Like it just goes bad. And I'm constantly confounded by people who are like, oh, I wonder why I can't sleep. And the last time they went for a walk was like months ago. They don't work out. They don't do anything physical. They just sit around and eat. And they're like, oh, I can't sleep, so I need medicine. And it's like that cycle just continues. Like exercise is just fantastic in my opinion. A new study has indicated that conservative music, not rap or metal, are associated with negative personality traits. This kind of makes sense to me. I mean, rap or metal seems so normal that if you're you know, eschewing the normal and going after super conservative things, that's likely to um, have a shared cause, right? There's like deeper issues there, maybe. A uh, prominent new study points to processed foods as the main cause of obesity, as opposed to specific nutrients like fats or carbs. Ideas, trends, and analysis. Amazon launched Amazon Care 
which is a new health service for employees based in Seattle. It's a combination of physical locations along with virtual visits and the ability to have nurses actually do follow-up visits at your house. And of course, Twitter and Reddit are, you know, immediately jumping to the worst possible scenario. You know, it's big data, it's evil corp. They're just trying to gather your data so they can sell it or whatever. But I see this as a natural progression of many companies move into complete life provider sort of spaces, right? Um, you know, a lot of big tech companies trying to be most things to most people, shopping, health, finances, right? So my guess is that this is Amazon's attempt to do more of that, and they're basically beta testing it with employees. And ring camera footage is becoming a lot more common, especially in the suburbs. And what they capture is being used for like um, journalism. Like people are finding all sorts of interesting stories by parsing the images that come out of these ring cameras. Updates. So we had a great book club on Sunday, which is earlier today, where we discussed algorithms to live by. And the general consensus was that it was too dense with too few real world examples. And we rated it, or they rated it at like a six out of a 10. Um, I liked it more than that. It was actually my recommendation. So I felt kind of bad, but um, yeah, the group didn't like it too much, but uh, on to the next one. So if you're not yet part of the book club and you're already a member, um, definitely connect to us in the reading channel in the UL Slack. And uh, we meet on the last Sunday of every month to talk about the book selection. And October's book, which we picked during that session today, is Little Brother, which David came up with. And it's a fiction piece by Cory Doctorow. It's about the basically the uh, downsides of tech, tech societies. And importantly, it's written before 9-11. So looking forward to that. And uh, it's fiction as well. So we're normally doing nonfiction, but switching to fiction for this one. Computer keeps going to sleep. Um, all right. Close to finishing on my own, separate from the book club, a book called Behave, which is now on my unsupervised learning book list as a top pick. Extraordinary look at the arguments around nature, nurture, ultimate causes of human behavior. Highly recommended, but it is long and dense. I've been listening to this thing for almost two weeks, like many, multiple hours. Um, this has got to be like a 500 to a thousand page book. I, I'm guessing, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the physical book, <clears throat> but it's, it's a long book. It's a dense book, but it's really entertaining. It's approachable, just tons and tons of content about why we do what we do. Epigenetics. Um, yeah, fascinating. I'll probably do a separate piece about what it talks about. Definitely going to do a book summary on it too. Discovery. Think Canary Tools. Uh, been one of my favorite security products for years. This is part of the uh, product discovery piece that I've been doing in the last few weeks. To me, it's a perfect tool for when you know for certain that your asset management detection incident response capabilities are not in order. It's a stopgap, and it works even after you get that stuff in order. Gyroscope is the app I've been using. I, I just got an email saying I've been using it since like 2015, I think, which is a long time. And it's my health analytics system. And actually in this week's newsletter, which is a member version, I actually have a link to a screenshot of my actual data from yesterday. <clears throat> and I'm going to leave that up just so you can see like the visualization of the metrics, all the different stuff that you get from it. I, I really enjoy it. But um, yeah, it doesn't have like finances and education and like complete life management, but it, 
it's really nailing the health part of it. And the Aura Ring, which I just put back on after charging, but it holds a charge for like a week. But um, it's basically the only wearable I use besides uh, my watch. So my watch does everything during the day, but um, it has no way of, well, you could wear it at night and you could track your sleep. But um, I wear the Aura, Aura Ring at night to track sleep because I didn't want to get one of those sheet things, which would be crinkly. And I just heard they had bad reviews. So I do the Aura Ring thing. It, it does activity tracking and stuff, but I'd rather get that from my watch. But um, most importantly, it tracks sleep. So just check it out. It's O-U-R-A. And uh, got a review of Quake 2 source code, um, which was pretty comprehensive and interesting. Opeth uh, released a new album, which just snuck up on me. I just found out tonight. Uh, a couple of songs sound pretty cool. Difference between HTTP 1, 2, and 3. Pretty cool piece. Amazon Athena allows you to query S3 data using SQL. Didn't know about that. The 64 milliseconds manifesto. Can't remember what it said, but it's a tiny little paragraph and it's super cool. A one-line data analysis tool, pip install pandas profiling. This thing allows you to see all your data, what's missing, like the structure of it. Super cool data science type of thing. And here is the release candidate for the OWASP API security top 10. Quite a good list there. Um, oh, shoot, get. I'm, I'm not going to cuss. It's um, not shoot. It's the other one. It's a resource for rescuing yourself from your inevitable get screw-ups. So all those are in the discovery section in the newsletter. And recommendations for this week. Walking more helps you sleep, which in turn helps everything else. I recommend walking at least 20 minutes a day, and I never skip two in a row. Sounds very doctory. I don't think this is controversial. Really more of a reminder. Everyone listening probably already knows this, but truly, if, um, if you're not sleeping well, you don't feel great, you don't feel rested, you don't feel sharp and smart, just walk way more, and uh, I think it'll massively help. In the aphorism for the week, my theology, briefly, is that the universe was dictated but not signed. My theology, briefly, is that the universe was dictated but not signed. Christopher Morley. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe ads are not just annoying, but that their incentive structure can malign the content creation process. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here. And they also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmiesler.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. I truly appreciate each of you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.